Vera Payne. With March Madness in full swing, sports enthusiasts are filling out their brackets, making guesses as to which school will make it to the Final Four and ultimately win it all. Google Trends expert Justin Bird joins me to discuss March Madness and the top searches people are doing during this time. Thanks for joining me, Justin. Hey, thanks for having me. Okay, so I'm going to admit it straight out. I don't know a lot about March Madness, so fill me in. Why do they even call it March Madness? Because it's a madness, Mason. It's so nuts. This tournament has been awesome. It is every single year. But just this year in the men, we've had 15 upsets, five overtimes. We've got a 15 seed in the Sweet 16 for only the third time ever. And they took out the Kentucky Wildcats in the first round. It's the St. Peter's Peacocks, which is also just the silliest name ever. And the women's side of the tournament, also awesome. There's two 10 seeds, lots of upsets, lots of drama. They put the madness in March. It's March Madness. Best best sports tournament out there. Now, I know this is for college and universities, but which ones are in March Madness? I imagine not everybody can be here. Well, that's a good question. I mean, each so on the men's and the women's, there's 68 teams that make it in every single year, which I don't know how many teams there are in Division One basketball, but a lot more than that. So it's always a nail-biter at the very end of, like, Selection Sunday. Who's on the bubble? Whose bubble's going to burst? Who's going to make it in? And so it's always fairly intense. I mean, it's definitely competitive. It's the it's the top 68 teams in both men's and the women's. So it's the best of the best. Now, with the top 68, do they just do a lottery and they're like, OK, we're just going to marriage these two teams together? Or is there something way more complicated than that? God, you really don't know about this. Wow. No. All right, here we go. Taking Take an MVP to school. So. Some of the bids are automatic. Some of them come from winning your conference tournament at the end of the year. Some of them come from an at-large bid, which is just like, hey, they did well. We're going to put them in there. And then there is a very meticulous process around seeding. So the number one seed, there's four of them. They put those teams closest to their own specific region. So if you are one seed, you're not from, you know, let's say you're a one seed from Washington, they're not going to put you in a bracket in Florida. But if you are a 16 seed, yeah, you're going to play wherever they put you. And so then there's a seeding process around that. I don't exactly know what that process is like, but it's definitely not just a random lottery thing. They put a lot of thought into who's playing who and kind of ranking all of the teams so that the number one overall seed plays the absolute worst 16 seed. Okay, so I do know a little bit, but it's mostly because of mascots. So the teams that I recognize are like Gonzaga, who has a Kansas, Tennessee, Villanova, Duke I recognize. And another one is like Wisconsin, just because it's so close, Wisconsin Badgers. So I was thinking to myself, like, where are they? I don't even see them in the Sweet 16s. Am I wrong? So Gonzaga, number one overall seed, they are still in the Sweet 16. And there's a ton of hype around that team every single year. They're also the number one trending team in terms of search interest that's in the Sweet 16 right now on the men's side of things. So they're still in there. The Bulldogs, as I know you like the mascots. Villanova's still in there. Michigan, Duke, of course. Duke, they're the number two trending team in the Sweet 16 right now. And they're trending not only because they're Duke and they're always good and they're synonymous with men's basketball, but it's Coach Krzyzewski's final season as head coach for the Duke Blue Devils. That's 42 years. So a ton of search interest around that and that team and that individual. Now, one of the reasons I know about Gonzaga the most, like you said, they're the number one. But this year they have this kid, Chet. Have you seen him? That guy is a beast. I'm really excited to see where he's going to go in the NBA because we already know he's going to go. 
one hundred percent. Yeah. But where, right? I'm I'm excited to see that. I hope he goes somewhere good. Is there any other player besides Chet that we should be looking at? Yeah, so I'm glad you brought Chet up. So he's actually the number one trending men's basketball player right now on Google in the tournament. As you mentioned, seven footer out of Gonzaga could be, could be the number one overall pick in this year's NBA draft. We're stoked to see where he goes. The number two trending player is Drew Timmy, also on Gonzaga, and he led the comeback against Memphis to bring Gonzaga into the Sweet 16. The number three trending player, see, this is where trends always get me a little confused. This guy named Peter Kiss from Bryant. Bryant's not even in the tournament anymore. He did score 28 points in the round of 32, but you'd think that there would be other players that would be trending higher than this dude. So, it's an interesting one. On the women's side of things, though, we've got Caitlin Clark, sharpshooter out of Iowa. They got upset by Creighton in the, in the second round. And then Paige Becker. Paige Becker, she, she starred for UConn. And then Lexi Hole, she scored 36 points for Stanford to bring them to the Sweet 16. So all great players. Was there any particular game that you watched and you were like, man, this shouldn't have gone this way. They shouldn't be here. <laughs> I think you have to point back to St. Peter's taking out the Kentucky Wildcats. Like, that shouldn't have happened. And again, 15 over 2. We've seen 15 seeds beat 2 seeds before. It doesn't happen often, but it's happened. But I feel like this was almost a bigger upset than when UMBC took out Virginia a few years back. Like, it's crazy. That shouldn't have happened. And, you know, it wasn't it wasn't a huge victory. They beat them 85 to 79. But it's Kentucky. They are so good. So that that was a pretty crazy one. I'm starting to think I need to go back and watch not just the highlights, because that's what I, I do when it comes to the college ones. I just watch the highlights. I need to actually sit down and watch the game itself, because like it, this season at least sounds really hype. There's always good upsets, which is why the tournament is so sick. But it does feel like there's a lot of storylines this year. You know, Duke and Mike Krzyzewski's last year, Gonzaga made it to the championship last year. They kind of got smoked by Baylor. They have a new research, like they just have this new fire to them that I haven't seen before. And as you mentioned, it's probably Chet's last year. It is Chet's last year here. So it's like, you've got to win the tournament now. You have to. You don't have any other chances. And then Michigan, they have made five straight Sweet 16s, and they're an 11 seed right now. And they had to play a play-in game even to get into the tournament. So, you know, there's a lot of good storylines to look out for. Absolutely. And and that's one of the biggest things is the storylines. Like you get that a lot in the NBA where it's like some players go after another player or just like team rivalries in general. And you don't see that too much. At least I don't in, in the college programs. But, you know, in this particular season, man, that's it's a lot of stuff happening. Besides the games, though, is there anything else that's trending like sports related? Yeah, you know, if you look at, you know, leading up to the tournament, we saw a ton of interest in when does March Madness start? That spiked by over 1,700%. Bracketology was actually a huge search interest topic throughout the entire regular season. So people were really trying to keep their pulse on what was going on so they could build their brackets. We also saw a lot of search interest, speaking of brackets, around how many perfect brackets are left. Well, there are none. Nobody's got every single team in the Sweet 16 on either the men's or the women's. And then you know, there's always a lot of search interest when there's a Cinderella story around who this team is and what they do. So where is St. Peter's was a big search over the past two weeks and they're in Jersey City, New Jersey. And then also like random stuff around like what conference is Providence and they're in the Big East, stuff like that. So who do you think is going to win? Who do you think is going to make it to even the semifinals? 
Yeah, I, I, I like Arizona a lot. I think that they're playing a good brand of basketball right now. And again, the, the field is wide open. But I also, you know, I went to Oregon. I got a root for the Pac-12 teams. I like Benedict Matherin. He's a good dude. And I think that Arizona is going to cut down the nets for the men's side of things. But, you know, I just feel like Duke and Gonzaga, even though they're, they're top-seeded teams, there's too much pressure on them. They're, they're, they're playing tight. And again, Duke hasn't seen a defensive team like they're going to see tonight in Texas Tech. Like, that is a good basketball team. So I think I'm going to see, I'm going to like, I would like to see Arizona win it all for the men. And then for the women, I don't know. I like Creighton. They're a 10 seed. They made it to the Sweet 16. They have a transfer named Lauren Jensen who hit a game winning three over Iowa, where she just transferred from a season ago. So I don't know. I, I don't think I was or Creighton's going to take it all, but I'd like to see those those women go a little bit farther. Yeah, I was looking at the bracket for the men's um, basketball, and I was noticing on the West, you got Gonzaga, you got um, Arkansas, Texas Tech, and Duke. Man, that's a tough bracket. That it's going to be like a championship right there in itself, and then whoever makes it out of that into the elite, it's like they may be gassed by the time they get to the semifinals. <laughs> It, it's true. And it looks like Purdue has a bit of an easier path. So yeah, coming up with how things shake out on the bracket is a huge indicator of how teams are going to go moving forward. Yeah, but it's still interesting to see. Okay, I'm going to have to check out Arizona just because you said it. And usually you got the, the pulse of the street. So I got to listen to you, Justin, yeah. on this. <laughs> Sounds good. I hope you do. <laughs> Well, thanks, Justin, for joining me. Um, really appreciate you being here. For those listening, where can they look up everything about March Madness? Yeah, you go, go to google.com slash trends. You can see all the different real-time trends. You can see who's searching for what. You can see the geographical breakdown of certain teams. And it's awesome. And it's a, it's a fun, interactive tool for anybody to learn more. This has been the Mason Vera Payne Show. Thanks for listening. Can't wait to hear more? Head to WGNRadio.com for exclusive content by Mason. Also, follow Mason on Facebook and Twitter at Mason Vera Payne, that's all one word, and don't forget to share the show with your friends.